What's up, what's happening? You already know who it is, man. It's the People's Chance of Podcast, the Uncensored Underdogs. Welcome to Seven Days. I'm joined today by my dog, Bo, man. Bo, what's happening today? What's going on? What's going on? Um, shout out to everybody who, you know, been liking and reposting the past few episodes and uh, helping us grow. Shout out to Uncensored 407 for inviting me out to their event. Um, about two, yeah, two weeks ago at the Knights Pub, that shit was lit. Uh, check out Uncensored 407, man, next time you guys get a chance. But anyway, enough about all the bullshit. Um, holidays just passed. How was your Thanksgiving, dog? Thanksgiving was good, man. I'm just grateful for life. You know, a lot of people don't even get to see this Thanksgiving, so I'm just grateful for that. Yeah, speaking of a lot of people not uh, not making it to see this Thanksgiving, there's a lot of people that that uh, were affected by car accidents uh, and a lot of like road related things. Drunk driving and yeah, all that man, shit. it's it was really bad. Like my Facebook legit looked like you know them truth commercials, those don't drunk drive commercials yeah. and shit. Because for some reason I didn't I didn't know that this was the new shit by the way, but everybody who got into a car accident and like survived was like posting pictures of their fucked up cars uh-huh. so like imagine i'm scrolling through facebook all i see is like mashed up crumpled up aluminum foil ball looking cars oh, and then how they made it out type yeah thing. and yeah. i'm like yo all these people that yeah. shit scared the hell out of me dog yeah yeah but shout out to everybody who survived and and a big you know blessings go up to those who didn't um, I know a lot of people are dealing with a lot of tragedy right now, and it's it's everybody's hearts seem a little heavy, and um, it just makes you thankful for yeah. the fact that you're still here, and and you realize you know life is short, so we got to do what we can while we're here. Yeah, it's it's always one of those, and it's you know when I was younger, I remember during holiday season, your people's family members just always tell you, "You'll be careful." Or they don't want you going out because it's because of shit like that. Yeah. It's always some drunk driver during the holidays that always feel like they could drive, but they really can't. And, you know, you just got to be careful out here in these streets, man. Especially around this time of year. Especially when you're young. People don't realize, like, it's messed up that you die, but afterwards it's even worse. Like, the toll that it takes on your family, the toll that it takes on all the people around you, the fact that, like... Funerals are expensive, a lot more expensive than you would think. Putting somebody in the ground would cost. Like funerals are expensive, dog. And we don't have life insurance, people in our age group. Not people in our age group, people in our demographic. Black people don't don't even know what fucking um life insurance is. Exactly. And yeah. and especially when you're young, a, a lot of people who are young don't have a savings. Hell, a lot of people who are old don't have savings. Yeah. So what happens is it's crazy now you gotta you know, there's a lot of families out there who not only do they have to grieve, but they got to put together a damn GoFundMe or self. You know, I hate those. Like I had a, I knew somebody who had somebody who died and, uh, you know, the nigga used to always flash money on the ground and shit like that. And then he died. And then people posted GoFundMe. I'm like, yo, all these niggas that's flashing money right now. Now niggas get life insurance. Not even just them, but you know, in general, in general for, if you're but listening, it looks worse when you when you like balling while you're alive and then you can't afford a casket. Because you're really not balling, niggas. You know, you know how they say the loudest, you know, the flashiest nigga in the room is usually the brokest. That's real, and that's a fact. Like you know, and for anybody listening right now, man, look into life insurance. Just because you you don't have to be old to have life insurance. You could put a life insurance policy on your mom who's old. You could you could even have a life insurance policy on your child. Like a, a kid You know it's Some shit that you know People don't want to talk about But 
you know, death is something that you, nobody would know is happening, but we don't know when it's happening. Right. So why not get like, get a life insurance policy that to pay off the funeral and even help out a family member, like whatever money's left that way they could get something in return. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like I remember it was somebody who was on the Breakfast Club once and was talking about uh, selling. Like he he used to be a, a dope dealer. And he was talking about the fact that selling drugs nobody ever thought about it. He was like the amount of money that a lot of these dope boys claim together. Some of them like you'll see them touching that much money. They don't even realize that. Okay, especially gang members. He was saying gang members should get life insurance. He was like, you don't Especially. even realize if you love your quote unquote set that much, or if you love your like so many of your homeboys died. Imagine what the hood would look like if all these niggas had life insurance. Exactly, like they put that shit. Niggas like that put a lot of that shit in their moms. Like they love their mom, their grandma so much that always raise them. They gonna die. Sorry to say, but they gonna die before their parents. Yeah, but at the same time, them niggas don't have no life insurance. The money they have is that flat. They don't. Even, some of them don't even have a savings. Yeah, that shit is pathetic. I tell a nigga, you tell me you flashing all this money. Show me where your, show me, show me your health insurance card. That'll show me. Some of them niggas don't even have a personal lawyer. How you gonna have all this money? You know you are gonna have some lawyer issues. Right? Why you ain't got no lawyer? That's. But I don't. I don't like talking about that shit. Get me mad because I hate when niggas or people flash like they got it. But then when some shit hit the fan, when they go to the hospital, them niggas only nobody could see them because they ain't got no insurance. Or they put them at the back of the line because they ain't got no insurance. Right. I don't know what it where that started, the whole niggas don't got paperwork thing. It's not even like they can't get an ID. Simple ID. State ID, bro. Something. Get a driver's license. Nah, get- a lot of them don't do it because, one, they don't. a lot of them don't work, so they don't need it. When I say they don't work, I mean they don't have a 9 to 5. They don't get W-2s. That's what I mean by that. Gotcha. So, um, I guess, yeah, you ain't gotta you ain't got to turn in your social security number to sell crack. Yeah, shit like that. So that's why I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about shit like that too much because it may seem like I'm glorifying it or I'm for it, and I'm not I mean, for it. That, at all. I was about to say it don't sound like you glorifying it at all. Like, I don't even want to mention shit like that about how niggas don't have um, social security and all that shit because of X, Y, Z. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I mean, moral of the story, man. Just do do yourself a favor, invest in things like health insurance, life insurance, things like that, because you never know what's gonna happen in life. Definitely. And, and uh, com- completely related, but also completely unrelated. One of the most gangster ass threats that I ever heard in my life was when one of my OGs outside of a barbershop was about to fight a nigga. And he looked him dead in the eyes and was like, you don't want to do this. And the dude said something real disrespectful back. And he was like, see, you don't need to understand. Y'all young niggas don't understand. Niggas ain't got life insurance. You understand you can't afford to die? Damn. He looked him dead in the eye. I was like, you can't even afford to die right now. He literally told him, get the fuck off my block before I put your mama in debt. Damn. And he educated him at the same time. Slow kid education. You walking away. If he walks away, because most niggas, they pride not going to make him. They're not going to walk away. (laughs) But imagine you walking away from that. Like, damn, maybe I should get insurance. (laughs) And I'll be like, damn, how am I putting my mom in debt? Right. But you know that's the you know that's the logical thing to do. But we all know that's not how the story ended, right? We because yeah. <laughs> I doubted that that's how the story ended. Definitely not. But, but I don't know. To me, that was like one of the most gangster ass threats I ever heard. Yeah, it's like yo, you do you really want? <laughs> my thing is like when niggas be like niggas have beef and they want to kill or they have guns out. I'm like, first of all, dudes that flash. That's another thing. So we talking about people flashing stuff on social media. Dudes that flash their guns. 
don't know how to use it. Most of them. Them niggas barely they never been to a gun range. A lot of them guns be fake though. So the soldier boy shit. Listen, you know, niggas I'm not gonna niggas got that. prop guns. I'm not we're not talking about soldier boy. <laughs> not so, literally, but soldier you know what boy, I mean. I know. Soldier boy been so quiet lately, I appreciate him. Like, <laughs> we're gonna keep him quiet. We don't wanna talk this shit into existence. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Soldier boy been quiet, you know, he enjoying his he had a good Thanksgiving with his family. I appreciate you, Soldier Boy. Shout out to you for remaining quiet. Yeah, that should be fake, but still, like some of these niggas, man, they don't know how to use a gun. Like you, I've seen, you know, to go back to hood shit, which I don't want to do anyway. But I gotta say this for for uh, learning purposes, I've seen niggas do drive bys, and nobody dies. If you claim you so gangster. <laughs> If you claim you so gangster and you bought that gun, that's not supposed to be funny, but it's so fucking funny. You, if you say you claim to be gangster and you bought that gun life, why are you doing a drive by and no one died? Or the nigga gets shot, he gets shot in the leg. What type of nigga you is? I learned that growing up in, growing up on Mercy Drive, man, dealing with ignorant niggas doing ignorant shit. You, you learn at a young age that the most dangerous thing to be is an innocent bystander because. These yeah, niggas on, is not gonna a, hit who they ain't. That's another thing. It's either nobody gets hit, or the one person that get hit gets shot in the leg or the arm, or they actually kill an innocent bystander. They never kill the person they aiming at, which never. is the scary shit. That's the wildest scary shit, bro. That's why I say none of them niggas. First of all, to, to to know how to shoot, you have to go to the gun range. It's not like you out here shooting people as target practice, right? So you have to go to the gun range. It's a reason why niggas in the military practice shooting. You don't just be in the military and then automatically know how to shoot. Nobody who's living that type of lifestyle has enough discipline to take the time out to really go to the gun range, dog. That's really? my whole point. That's my whole point. That's why you can't take <laughs> like, them niggas serious. Like, that's discipline, serious. bro. That's why you can't take them niggas serious. But speaking about, like, social media and especially uh, the whole, I guess, the glorification of all that bullshit, us being in the lane that we in, right? Eventually we're gonna eventually we're gonna progress. We all know this. Eventually we're gonna progress, we're gonna do bigger things, bigger platforms, bigger situations. And there's gonna be certain dumbass stories that we're gonna co- have to cover, right? Uh-huh. Where do we draw the line? Because here's here's what I'm starting to see as a trend. So these rappers, these entertainers, these, you know, uh social media personalities or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves, they'll get online, they'll threaten people, they'll show guns, they'll you know, say they're going to kill somebody, this and that. All this put, posted up publicly. It's public knowledge. Everyone sees it. Mm-hmm. Us being journalists, if we repost it and talk about what he says, these niggas got pressure. Let me tell you something. For me, you can't refer to me as a journalist. I hope, I don't know how you want to refer yourself, but I can't be no journalist. I'm just a nigga that talks shit. Because journalist, it's, it's too much of a title. That I don't want <laughs> too many too many responsibilities too many responsibilities that I don't want because that's not what I am. Yeah, we do podcasts and stuff. Yeah, we report certain things. But the lovely thing about podcasting is that it's not scripted. You're not going by certain shit. True. But what you were saying, fuck, it just slipped my mind. No, I was asking. I was asking. So what what happens like when you do talk about these events, or mm-hmm. let's say you do like. We were to play a clip right now of some dude being like, oh, I'm going to kill this motherfucker, this and uh-huh. that, da, 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 da. Some regular nigga in the hood. Yeah, and, then, and we like, you know, why would you do some shit like that? Or, we talk, or not even that. We talk about what's going on. Apparently now that scene is snitching. Fuck out of here. Well, in that case, I'm first of all, I'm a snitch. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> with you. 
I'm gonna be honest. I'm a snitch. If you killing, first of all, if you rob me, <laughs> yes, I'm calling the police. If you rob me, yes, I'm calling the police. I'm not gonna be like, oh, nah, I'm not gonna snitch. Yes, I'm calling the police. <laughs> yes, your ass getting arrested, nigga. I don't fuck with that bullshit. Yes, I must. When it comes to that, I'm definitely a snitch. That's a fact. If you're talking about some nigga post some dumb shit and they say they calling me a snitch, I'm like, yo, first of all, you a joke because you snitched on yourself just by posting the shit. If somebody will call you a snitch after that, bro, how do you even go back and forth with them on that? I have a term for niggas like that. I just call them mental illness. <laughs> That's it. Mental illness, bro. You're going to snitch oh, on yourself man. and then when somebody else talk about it of your own kind, keep in mind if another motherfucker with another demographic were to talk about it, that person might not even that's, call him a and, snitch. And that's the thing that always pisses me off because you'll see like they'll run up on DJ Academics, but they're not going to run up on uh, Tom Brokaw. They'll run up on Joe Budden, but they're not going to run up on freaking Matt Lauer. Like, yeah, they're not going to pull up on <laughs> niggas like that because I don't know. They feel like they're on kind. They're, they're more comfortable around their own kind. No, nah, that's why I re- I like I respect. Damn, I'm trying to remember I'm who be, this was. I'm gonna be honest with you. If a nigga try to rob me and I can't defend myself and they rob me, yes, I'm calling the police. If calling the police <laughs> is considered snitching, then I'm a snitch. And that's on oh, my mama. Man. How them niggas say that's on my mama. That's on my mama. I'm a snitch in that case. You ain't finna just rob me and think I'm just gonna sit there. If I can't defend myself at the time, if I can't shoot your ass at the time, yes, I'm calling the police. What type of dumb shit is that? Like I've always learned. And it's white. The more I'm, the older I get, the more I'm realizing we're living in a white world. And I always used to tell myself, yo, um, you know how something as simple as filing a complaint. Yeah. Let's say you do, you call customer service and you have an issue and they tell you to file a complaint and you don't. Do you know how much person is getting by by you not filing a complaint? Exactly. In my head, I used to always think filing a complaint, like emailing the fucking supervisor or the manager. Yeah. I used to always think, like literally verbatim, this was me. Ah, that's some white people shit. And I'm like, wait, wait. I've learned that, yo, I've been so ignorant to that. Yeah. Because if you don't file a complaint, it's going to happen to the next nigga. And if you don't file a complaint, they're going to take you as a joke. Yeah. And you know, when you come to a certain establishment, being black, they already take you as a joke to begin with. <laughs> You, the minute you step in there, they already take you as a joke. So, you know, you got to come hard. When they try you, I always, I'm filing complaints and I'm calling police. On oh, them. definitely. Like, I honestly, um, I'm glad that I never really dove into that side. I never, I don't have to be held by those standards. Like, I grew up around dudes that did. And even they, the the way that it should be as a civilian, as somebody who don't live along those lines or don't do those things, I don't subscribe to that shit. Like, I pay my taxes. I'm going to call the police. I earn that. I fucking earn that, bro. Yeah. Now, it's different if you out here, let's say you out here robbing people, robbing houses, this and that, and then somebody come to your crib and rob you. Uh Uh-huh. You're not a civilian. Technically, you guys are initiated at war. Like, y'all are dealing in the same type of lifestyle. That's all different. I'm not participating in none of that shit. (laughs) So, a few episodes ago when we had our uh, Q&A segments... I had some uh, questions that I never got to finish answering, so I'm going to tackle a few of those and uh, try to loop that in today. One question that um, a listener asked me, and I'm so sorry I lost your Twitter name, by the way, so uh, feel free to tag me. I'll uh, shout you out in the next episode. Do interviews still matter in hip-hop was the question that they asked me. Uh, What do you think, dog? Like, Do interviews still matter for their careers? To be honest with you, I prefer interviews. Like, It's a lot of dudes. Like um, I, res- I I appreciate 
you know, Breakfast Club, Sway, um, Hot 97, which I'm kind of fading away from because I don't. I'm not really a fan. I don't like. I don't like Ebro much like that. Not 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 that Ebro isn't good. It's just that he's. I sense that his some of his interviews are biased. But um, Ebro got too much personal beef going on, and I don't be trying to. Feel, I, I don't be trying to feel that negativity while I'm like watching something. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I definitely believe that interviews are needed because that's how. Like, I might not like some dude's music, but I like him as I like their character. I like what they're talking about. Like, um, oh, I never heard their music before, but because of what they're saying, I'm like, oh shit, I Let should me check, go them, check out. them out. Yeah, that's how I got. Uh, I saw Kevin Gates interview before I heard his music. That's <laughs> That shit was funny. In like, that case, or like certain if people, I, if I was waiting on Kevin Gates' interviews to listen to his music, I would have never listened to his shit. To me, <laughs> he's one of those niggas that think he's the smartest nigga, but he say some dumb shit. Oh no, me. no, yeah, I thought it was hilarious though. I thought yeah, it was, it was more funny than because I saw a lot of people like, man, Kevin Gates is the smartest. To dumb niggas, he's he's, he's, he's the smartest. He's, he's the smartest dumb nigga. That's what I call it. He's the smartest dumb. But, but like, I, but I definitely believe interviews are very important. I'm trying to think of an artist that. I didn't listen to the music till I watched an interview. Gold Links was one. True that. I love Gold Links. I listen to I watched his interview because I didn't know who he was at first and then I was like, "Hmm, I'm going to go ahead and check him out." And some niggas it's important because some niggas I listen to the music, but then I watch the interviews and I'm like, "Yo, you are the dumbest." For example, uh-oh. I'm going to go as Kodak Black. I love his music. I love his music. He he you know, for, for people that think, you know, they put him in the mumble rap category, I personally don't because this nigga actually could rap and he got bars. If you would pass the, because I feel like that um that double XL cover kind of put him in that category when I really don't think he is. If I, think listen, he, I think he puts himself in that category by his I, actions. That's what I'm going to get to that. So I feel like he has, if you listen to his lyrics, he has bars and he raps like a nigga that you, that's knowledgeable. That actually know shit or that actually read shit outside of the realm of what most people will say rapping niggas do. Yeah. But when this nigga is on social media or when he has interviews, it's the dumbest shit ever. Like that interview he had on The Breakfast Club where he had the ski oh, mask. that shit pissed me and off. And he didn't man. answer some questions. I was like, yo, what you doing here then if you're not answering questions? Or I understand you're not answering one or two questions saying, you know, you can't talk about it right now. But why do you get on there and do dumb shit like that? Or I think some of it exposes the fact that you're not really an artist. And like interviews, I'm going to say this. Interviews are important. Interviews to me are important for a career because the difference between a person who does interviews and a person who don't is one big factor. The biggest factor in music now, people don't buy into songs just because they like it. People buy more into you. Your character. It's your character. People want to be a part of the story. People but, want to be stands of people. People want to fuel a movement, right? But I, I could say this for myself. I'm only speaking for myself. It's like I could separate the person from the music. But just because you can't don't mean most people don't. I know, but I could I could only speak for myself. I don't I don't even want to speak for most people, to be honest with you, because niggas be on some other shit. No, I understand. I, one thing I can say, like, you know, that's why I stopped following like nigga like Kodak Black, because I'm like, I need to follow him on Instagram. I couldn't. It ruined, it ruined the it music ruined, for you. It was gonna, it was gonna ruin the music. Like the way he talking, I'm like, yo, why you? When you on the, when you rapping on a song, you, I understand what you're saying, but when you saying you doing Instagram live, niggas want to act like they don't know how to speak English. That whole ebonic shit, that whole slang shit, niggas do. That shit only gets you. That shit is only valid in the hood. 
out here in the real world, that shit is dead, man. And especially, I'm going to say this, at the very least, Kodak Black can speak Creole. But for those of you who are only American and can't speak English, you are <laughs> literally non-lingual. Like, you know, bilingual motherfuckers can speak two languages. People who speak only English can speak at least English. If you cannot, on your best day, speak clear, concise English, and that's the only language you know, you are illiterate. That's what that but is. I want to I want to say a side thing for people that, that might want to put plies in that category, what you just said. Plies don't speak like that. Plies don't. That, that shit. He, he can speak very clear, concise English. I'm going to tell you, do your little homework, Google Plies interviews, and he has interviews. Plies is a college graduate. If I'm not, I don't know if he graduated from University of Miami, but he went to University of Miami. So, Plies is doing this. He, I respect his hustle because he's doing this because the people love it. So I don't blame him. But Plies do not talk like that day to day. But jumping in exactly like people like Plies, right? Plies, he still has every once in a while he does have a record that may catch, but he doesn't need it because his character is so great that it. people will still people will still Buy go to him. the. People will still buy him. People will go to the club to see him. People, if he put out a TV show, people will watch it. If he puts out content, people want to see it because they buy into his character. Nowadays, to me, that's more important to longevity than anything else, honestly. Now, here's where we run into people that don't have that character, right? That that don't do interviews, that we don't know shit about. That's when you have issues like Tanache. I don't know who that is. Exactly. When <laughs> When you have people like... Let's talk about people who have all the promo in the world and still fall off. Who has promo? Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller was friends with every nigga in the industry. He's on everybody's Instagram. Everybody shouts him out. He done had the greatest features, all types of people willing to jump on his tracks. He was when when Trap Soul first came out and this nigga was still a nobody, somehow he was best friends with Drake already. He was in music videos. He was in he that's the to me, that's the definition of an industry plant, by the way. I don't know if you know what an industry plant is. Them niggas who I've heard I don't know term. where they 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 are popping. You ain't heard shit yet. I've but heard, this nigga is friends with everybody. I've heard the term, but you know I'm a nigga that don't listen to radio, so I don't focus on those people. Well, it's it's not just about radio. We got internet now, so we all see the numbers. Like the YouTube numbers is big. All see, types of shit is big. But you never heard of this nigga. This nigga ain't got no projects out. That's because you know you're saying this, but like he I'm put so- out his first ever project and doing millions. I'm the I'm part of the group of people that don't know shit about that because even though there's the internet out there, I follow who I follow. Like if I'm if I fuck with you, even if I don't, you know, listen to the radio, I I know when a new music is. coming But here's out what me. I'm saying: the scary part about that, you follow who you follow, and you don't d- dive deep into shit. Me with me, my thing is, you saw this nigga everywhere, Bryson. You, you're going to hear people talking about it. You see him everywhere. But you didn't choose nigga, to follow him. That nigga he was invaded. Hot. He came into your space. That nigga, one year, that nigga was, that was like two years ago. That nigga was everywhere. You're right. His song was everywhere. And that was his first project. Now, when you look at that, right? You would, I don't listen to Bryson Tiller, by the way. You would think that that would be the beginning of an amazing career. If that's your first project, that'd be the beginning of a long, crazy career, right? Well, here's the thing. Here's why shit got cold for him. And here's why, in my opinion, when he dropped his second project, it was uh, underwhelming. First things first, name a Bryson Tiller interview. I'll wait. That don't mean that don't mean nothing. Though. Second, oh, I'm going to bring it around. There's a reason why I'm going to say all this. Uh-huh. From, from interviews to 
actually interacting with fans to certain things going on. Like in his concerts, all the dude dudes get on stage, they shine a light on him. Ain't no dancers, ain't no shit, ain't no nothing. And he's not a vocalist. Concerts are boring. I don't, like. I knew women who were diehard Bryson Tiller fans, straight thirsty over this nigga. Went to his concert, right? And women are the best fans to have because a lot of them are fucking retarded when it comes to music. Like, they'll like the music no matter what. They'll like the artist no matter what. The artist could man. put out bad music. An artist could put out bad music. An actor could put out a bad movie. But if a girl think you fine, she will still watch and or listen to your shit. Here's what happened. I knew girls that went to Bryson's concert for free. And came back disappointed. You got that along with no interviews, no personality, reaching out to people. No, like, now listen, listen. You can't live like that, dog. Listen, um, first of all, my biggest issue with Bryson when he first came out was that damn hat. I didn't know what the fuck that nigga looked like for like almost a year until actually, I didn't even know what he looked like. I think it was an award show where he was performing, it could have been the BET Awards. And he still had on that fucking hat low as fuck. And I didn't know who, what the fuck he looked like. But aside from that, I mean, you can't put that on that. Because, you know, niggas back before the social media era. a lot of They people still did interviews. They no, still no, did no. interviews. You still had some artists. I'm not going to say they never did interviews. But it was like one every five years type shit. What interview you know? Who? What interview you know that's been done by the weekend? The weekend is an anomaly, though. That's what I'm There's saying. Not, not everybody can be the weekend. Though. I mean, shit. The and weekend, but here's the thing. And another thing about the weekend is he had this guy put out at least three to four mixtapes before he even popped off at all. You well, don't have enough catalog. Let, let you don't me, have enough catalog or enough fans. Let me tell to you something. Pull that shit. What you consider pop off? Because I mean, I like the weekend from the beginning. I if, did too. I don't give a fuck if you pop or not. My thing is just give me that shit. But what I'm saying is he what has. Is, what is your level of pop off? Is what I'm asking. What is popping off music on the radio? What you no. consider popping? What is popping off? I think I think popping off is becoming a, like is getting on that track to be a household name, like getting off of that underground circuit where you're not a niche thing anymore. Like to me, around the time of uh, so you could say getting your music on the radio. Then it's not just radio though. There's other ways because there's some people whose music like look at Chance. Chance popped off way before his music got on the radio. Okay. To me, it's numbers when it comes to like streams and 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 listens and things like that. Like whether streams, purchases, whatever, it's how many people are fucking with you. That's what popping off is. How many people are consuming your shit? Okay. Who who determines that? Where do you get that? The RIAA. So you going off of literally sales? That's not literally sales. That's that's sales. That's streams. That's YouTube. That's how people are consuming. Okay. And what I'm saying is that if you consider that pop off, then that's. You could kind of say radio plays a big role. I mean, radio plays No, a it big does role. play a big role. But I say a lot of times those numbers will be big before radio even gives it its first spin, though. Yeah, so but you can't go off radio. You you can go off. You can trust RIAA. That's listen, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I, I bring the weekend up because I don't – I to this day, I've never seen the weekend in an interview. He probably did an interview with a magazine. But he what? doesn't need that because he's put out enough projects. And second, he put out enough of his personality in his projects. Because when he sings about certain things, he's sung about relationships. He sings about what what what's going on in his life. He's giving and people Bryson an idea it. of who he is. Bryson, for the most part, his fans don't know him. I'm only saying, I'm only asking this because I don't listen to his music. So you got to tell me, what does he sing about? For the, for the most part, a lot of his shit is generic. Like, if you took his voice off and you put somebody else's voice on, it wouldn't matter. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, with The weekend, a lot of people, they feel like they have an idea of what his personality is. 
but just a very dark nigga. A, a very dark nigga who uh, uh, has drug issues and all that. Like, they, they have an idea of who he is. Mm-hmm. So, whereas some people need interviews to do that, some people, because they put out, A, enough music, but B, their music is good enough and gets consumed enough, mm-hmm. you can build an idea of what their character is through that. No matter what, you got to get your character out there. I guess. Because that's what people give a fuck about. But, you know, you got somebody like me that I, I appreciate. I appreciate people interviews. But at the same time, like I'm using The weekend as an example. Weekend is one of the few people that I like without ever even having an uh, interview out. Because I like his music first. Like Definitely. some people, I like their music first. And then for those people that I don't like their music first, the only reason I probably go check them out, one is because... I've listened to the interview and I like what they're talking about and I go check out the music or word of mouth. Somebody was like, you know, you should check out, like, you know how you would say you should check out XYZ artists, things like that. One thing I can say about interviews is like, if you're not going to answer most questions that you know they're going to ask, let's say, you know how niggas go to breakfast club and everybody's waiting on Charlamagne to ask that question? Yeah. Like, yo, you know this question is coming, so you're not going to answer it? So what's the point of going? That's That'd be my only thing. At the same time, I do appreciate artists who don't do interviews. Maybe that's the reason why they don't do interviews. Because they know certain questions will be asked off top. That's true. Or certain artists, they know not to go to certain places to get interviewed. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Artists that artists that uh, are scared of real interview questions, they, go to, they know who to go to. You can go to Angie Martinez, and she's not going to ask you questions. Angie, that, I do She's like not going to ask you questions that you're not... Um, comfortable, comfortable with. with that's why niggas lying ass niggas like Birdman can go to uh angie martinez because you know oh, that she i remember when him. he did that two hour special that interview. two hour special where he don't speak about nothing well, um, that interview was nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> didn't talk about shit nothing important i remember um that. or niggas will do like a zane low interview because zane i don't Lowe, know who that is zane low is the dude from uh beats yeah. beats one i don't know dude i don't know who a lot of niggas is i'm so behind Zane Lowe is a journalist for Beast One. He does uh, a lot of people like to do his interviews. Like those are the Apple Music interviews. Oh, okay. they do them right before the album drop. Well, in that case, you got the wrong nigga. Like I don't look out for niggas that like niggas that doing press runs and shit. Those interviews. The reason why I dislike Zane Lowe interviews is because I feel like a lot of it is dick riding. I'm gonna okay? be honest with you. The top two interviews when we talk about music and like movies and shit like that, the top two people I like is. Is um Sway in the Morning and Breakfast Club. I'm yeah. not even gonna lie. I'm trying to think of another one. It's in the back of my head, but I, like I'm trying. There is another one out there that I like top three, but I can't think of it right now. But definitely Sway and Breakfast Club. And it's only because like it's Sway still have a little bias, but it's unbiased for but both. I like okay. The thing is when Sway because Sway doesn't push buttons, but when he does it, it's not corny. Yeah, but at the same time, he's not he's not going dick ride like he. I don't think I don't think Breakfast Club push buttons neither. It's just that you nah, either, they push buttons. They, I think they try niggas sometimes. You no, know, once in a while. When we say day, let's be specific. Charlemagne try niggas, but my yeah. thing is that I mean, when you say try, he just asks a question. My thing is, it's all in the interview. The person that's getting interviewed, you could either say you could give a one word answer, or you could say let's move on to something else. I think the worst thing, uh, I think who gets hurt the worst in those are people like the Migos, people like Kodak, people like what happens is you stop being looked at as an artist or as uh, abstract or as this and that. And people see you sometimes as a dumb nigga. Like some people, some is harder for them, like people who is hard for them to articulate themselves in a regular conversation. 
you embarrass yourself. And what happens is niggas get angry when they get embarrassed. You know who I didn't like? Um, Deja Loaf had an interview a while back yeah. with Hot 97. That shit was trash. I ain't see it. Like, you don't need to see it. I'm just telling you, like, there's, she didn't answer nothing. Like, and then, like, you don't even know what the fuck she was on. Like, I don't even know. It seemed like she could have been on drugs. Maybe. I don't know. But it's just like. Yo, some of these people they just need to not do interviews, bro. Yeah, and but make I, yourself look bad. But then again, I'm over I'm over artists, music artists doing interviews. Like I watch interviews now for other shit. Like because some of these niggas, I already know they're dumb. Or you got some people that come, they talk about some real shit, and I appreciate them. Like you know, I had I seen interviews of Samuel L. Jackson. You always know he gonna talk about some real shit. Certain doctors that come on. The what I do about appreciate about Breakfast Club, they're um. Versed, they're diverse. Yeah, on interviews. You know who gives uh, certain artists like to me their interviews are better than their music, and their interviews are so good that they put their personality out there so much. People invest in their personality, and when they listen to the music, the music may not be the best, but as long as it's not trash, they'll get listens off of that. Yeah, I can say that because there's been people that the way just off what they say, I go check it out. Yeah, so yeah. I, I I could I could see that. I understand. Uh, there was a story that came out about Big Sean's ex, a.k.a. Naya Rivera, a.k.a. Miss I Don't Fuck With You. Um, for those of you don't, who don't know the situation, Big Sean was engaged to be married to a, a an actress named Naya Rivera. She was an actress off of the hit TV show on ABC Glee. They ended up breaking up, and within, I think, a month or two right after the breakup, she was engaged to be married to someone else and ended up getting married to that guy. And when people ask Big Sean at the end of the relationship, you know, what happened, what drove them apart, a lot of times he would mention that she was controlling. And that was one of the main words that he would use. And um, even in the song, I Don't Fuck With You, he said, um, you know, he he dodged a bullet with a crazy bitch. So people already had an idea of what he felt about her, but a lot of people didn't take him seriously. As a matter of fact, there were a lot of people when he first called her controlling and said that, you know, he had to get out of that situation. Um, there were a lot of people that clowned him. You know, guys get clowned when it when it feels like the woman's being an aggressor in a, in any type of situation. Guys will get clowned. Well, recently she's uh, been arrested for domestic violence. Apparently, she beat the shit out of the guy that she ended up marrying. And <laughs> Big Sean, being the troll that he is, decided to go on social media and put up his own response. <laughs> uh, Bo, what you think about this situation, man? Before that, you gotta let people know that 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 was a clip from um, the original clip of that was from Lil Boosie, one of Lil Boosie's daughters. I don't know if you know, but Lil Boosie's daughters, like when he was coming from jail, and uh-huh. she was like, "I told y'all niggas he coming home." Oh, okay. But um, to Big Sean, man, listen, man, it's unfortunate he had to go through that. It is a sad story how when men get abused by a woman. We don't get uh, we don't get it. We don't get a lot of push or a lot behind us, as if it was the opposite sex. So you know it's fucked up. And you know how you know what type of woman you got to be to be beating up Big Sean. <laughs> I know at that time I'm sure Big Sean ain't what he is now. Then yeah, I'm sure he was still up and coming or whatever. But you know the type of woman you gotta be. It's like fucking um I don't know who's big now that motherfuckers can you can you imagine one of the future's baby mama beating his ass right now? Right. <laughs> like when you think about it, it do sound crazy and I 
a lot of women don't take us a lot of men don't take it seriously when they think about it like oh how could he you know let her abuse him or whatever and another thing is abuse isn't always physical that's another thing mental abuse emotional abuse that shit counts man that shit mental and emotional is the worst abuse they the worst they're worse than physical cuz i i say that experience when i say experience not me personally but experience as in i have no close friends and family that's been through mental abuse yeah and especially in i think it's more dangerous in the male female dynamic when the male is the victim uh not more physically dangerous but more uh it's more dangerous in a specific way you can't in say in a very that. specific you, way you can't say that bro you can't say it's more dangerous that it than a, a man getting beat. Than no, 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 no. L- listen to what I'm saying. I said in a very specific way. I'm not talking about physical. I'm not talking about physical. I think it's more dangerous in a way where with the woman, there's a sense of entitlement and there's a sense of, uh, to me, it, it reminds me of the Hollywood executive thing that we were talking about before with the fact that they feel like, A, they're in power and B, there's this idea of who the fuck are you going to tell and who's going to believe you? Mm-hmm. You think oh when women do like it that. when women do it to guys it's more of a situation of who you gonna tell and if you do tell you're gonna be looked at as you're gonna be looked at as less than a man because think about it your manhood gets questioned when you get when you when you get tried by a woman or a woman can affect you or a woman can harm you your man, your literal manhood I, I gets get, questioned I get what you're saying with that but I still don't think it's like. You know, it's more dangerous, or one is more than the other. They're different. That's yeah. A that's fact. what I'm saying. It's, it's there's a certain pigeonhole that's that. But that's at first, there, at first, you exist. said more. At first, that's why I had to catch you. I said more dangerous, but I didn't mean I I, I didn't mean in a physical way. What I'm saying is there's a. Certain, I'm not saying I'm not saying physical neither. I'm yeah. just saying one is not worse than the other. Is what I'm saying. Both gotcha. of them are equal as bad. I had to catch you because. That was gonna go on. Of yeah, that. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It's not about that. Yes, I get what you're saying. It is, it is true. You know, men don't talk about it because you're like, yo, you know, you're gonna look at less of a, less of a man, and people won't believe you as well. Exactly. And then it was like, there's no way you letting this little woman or you know a, a woman beat you. Yeah. And then you know some men they don't even want to say that shit because that's a sign of weakness. Period. We're physical beings. Yeah. Men are more physical naturally than women. Yeah. So I get it, and it's the other, it's, you know, it's almost the same way with women. You know, they don't want to say it. I do understand what women. I, know. I, I will say, say this: it. a lot of t- a lot of women are scared that people won't believe them as well, yeah. because there are so many uh, women who are out here claiming fake abuse for for money but and doing all see, types of things. With that, that's one thing that when a man do claim abuse, mm-hmm. I haven't ran into cases where niggas is lying about that. Because it takes so much to damn claim it. That's the difference. There's that's, such an L that you're taking by claiming it. You want to talk about difference between a man getting abused and a woman? That's the difference. There's a lot more fake abuse from coming out from women. There's a lot, you know. There's some women that would lie about it. There's not a lot of men I haven't come personally come across some shit where who are I, willing who are willing to to just lie about oh she's abusing me, but in reality she's not. Yeah, that's the difference to me. Yeah. Uh, I I can I can agree to that except for uh and I don't know if this happens in real life but I did see a movie once where there was a dude that in order to uh gain custody of a child he did uh try to paint his wife as an abuser. Damn. Now nah, that's just that's weak. That's some weak shit as a man. Now, I don't know if that's something that really does happen, but I will say, you know, I can I, see that. Yeah, I can see that. Or I can see like a guy lying. Like, let's say he gets caught cheating right on his wife. 
he tries to flip the script in in, in court dealing with because you know you may not want to deal with alimony you may not want to deal with certain things so you try to wiggle your way around it and make her look like she's at fault for the split mm-hmm. so you'll claim you know mental and emotional abuse like niggas niggas will say mental and emotional abuse if she nags him too much <laughs> and you're like she just won't stop like <laughs> I wake up say, hearing that shit every day. Like the bitch won't shut that. up. Like I can see, I can see that, bro. You can't tell me you can't, you can't see that happening. No, there's certain things. You know, I can't say that those things won't happen because um, recently I've learned a lot that you know how some women be like, you know, this dude, he's crazy. He'll, he'll DM you wild shit. Like I used to be like, no way, because I can't fathom certain shit niggas will say. Till some woman out here showing me the screenshots and showing me certain shit, I'm like, yo. Because me, I wouldn't do certain shit, and the niggas I hang around, basically my world, my circle of friends, I could vouch for them to not do certain shit. But the fact that they'll show me, that's why I like it's a it's a love and hate relationship I have with when it comes to women always screenshotting shit on yeah. social media, yeah, about some of the wild shit niggas say. Because half of them shits, if they didn't post a screenshot, I wouldn't believe it. That's true. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real honest with you, bro. Half the shit I wouldn't. But I'm like, there's no way niggas out here really doing shit like that. And I only say that because the niggas I'm around and me, we don't do shit like that. That's true. Like I had a homegirl who told me that um, she was dealing with a dude that she met through social media. They were texting, talking to each other on the phone all the time, all types of shit. And that buddy uh, was supposed to be coming through and visiting her or whatever. And he claimed that, you know, he uh, got a hotel in town and was hanging out with some friends or whatever and wanted to see her that night. When the nigga came to her house, the nigga showed up with a whole bunch of bags and shit. Bags of what? (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, like, she was like, after they messed around, she was thinking that, you know, he was crashing the night, like, just spending the night. Why the fuck he need bags to spend the night? Exactly. Now, she said in the morning, when she's getting ready to go to class. You said this, bags, plural, right? <laughs> Not a bag. It was bags, plural. Okay, go ahead. She said in the morning, she's getting ready to go to class. She's getting herself together, whatever. She's asking him, you know, when is, when is his flight to get back home? And dude is saying that I don't have to go home till tomorrow. And she was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, when are you going back to the hotel? He was like, my reservation at the hotel was up. I thought I'd kick it with you until I go back home. In her mind, she was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but one day ain't bad. That makes sense, one day. Uh-huh. That next day came around, and Jit didn't look like he was going anywhere. Did he actually even have a flight? She started questioning him about the flight. She started realizing that this nigga lying, and he was just trying to stay with her. Yeah, it's wild shit like that. Like I would never believe that unless someone showed me proof. I didn't believe it either. She started showing me the text messages where he cussing her out, talk, talking about she flaw off. Her. She called the cops on him. Yeah, I, I don't blame her. That's wild, bro. <laughs> Niggas doing wild. I didn't think that that was like, at first I was like, okay, she flexing. She legit called the cops on this nigga. Got him the fuck out of the house. I don't even, I don't even want to, that shit is disgusting, bro. <laughs> I don't even want to go too deep in that shit. It's disgusting. <laughs> Dog, I can't help but laugh when I hear that because I'm trying to picture how your face look when you realize this nigga just moved, Ooh, moved in. Like, what the fuck? I would've, it would have been a red flag when that nigga had bags. You said plural. Well, I've dealt with females that have done that before. That's why what? I ain't. Like, they spending the night and you're like, why the fuck you got so much shit? That, you see, that that's women. 
us men, we don't need much. We need that is true. Two pair of drawers, a t-shirt, toothbrush, you know, basic shit. That's true. Women, I understand, because you know they got you know they got to get their cosmetic shit in one bag. You know, options. options. Sometimes they don't know how they're gonna feel tomorrow. Yeah, so I get that. That's why I said it would it could have been a it would have been a red flag if for her that should have been a red flag. A nigga coming in the house with bags, and he only saying one night. That's what I'm saying. It's situations like that that make me more wary or like a, a girl will tell you a story about um, a dude saying some wild shit and then she show you the screenshot and it's your boy. And you never seen this nigga in that light, but now that you seen this side of that nigga. Yo, I'm not going to get into this, but it's niggas I know like that and I was in shock. <laughs> I don't even, can we move on? I don't even want to think about that because them niggas, I slowly but surely separate myself because I was in shock. Next topic, man, because this shit is scary. Nah, that's about it for this week, man. Um, I'm not really doing anything too deep. I got to take my black ass to work. Got a new work schedule. So (laughs) y'all bear with me. I'm still putting these episodes out as quickly as I can. Um, Go ahead and uh, like and repost, share all that good shit. Um, Bo, you know, hit them with your social media as well as uh, the where they could listen to the Zoview, your podcast at. Well, check it out. Uh, once again, my name is Bo. I'm on Twitter, Instagram at Bo Knows, B-O-E-K-N-O-W-Z-Z. And you can also check out, um, I have a podcast with um, my co-host Marianne, which is called the Zoview. I mean, I, I'm a regular on here, so I know yeah, I've said this enough, but I'll say it again for some of you guys. It's probably a new listener. You can check out the Zoview podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and you can just Google that shit. It'll come up and um, check us out, man. That's it. All right. And uh, for the most part, man, I I like the fact that a lot of you guys are starting to communicate a little bit more. Just uh, feel free to hit us up if you ever want us to talk about a subject in particular. If anything goes on throughout the week and you want me to check it out or you want to hear our takes on it or whatever, feel free to tag uh, my personal social media on it. That's Reggie Days, R-E-G-G-I-E-D-A-E-S. Just uh, hit me up and I'll nine times out of ten respond. Of course, I can't respond throughout the day because y'all already know how it is. A nigga got a life and a job, but I will respond daily. So, you know, hit your boy up. Um, Shout out to all the regular listeners out there and definitely shout out to all the new listeners. Uh, If you're listening on whatever platform you're listening, just know that we are also available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, pretty much anywhere that you can get podcasts. There's the Seven Days Podcast, the number seven D-A-E-S podcast. Um, what's your weekender for the week, man? I don't know, man. It's the end of the week. I mean, it's the, it's totally close to the end of the year. I just want people to be safe out here. Though. That's really much it. I was talking about earlier with accidents around this time of year and shit like that. Just be safe out here, man. You know, for people going back home, you know, you you always gonna have um those people that want to do shit you did with them ten years ago or five years ago or two years ago. But they don't know that you're a changed motherfucker. Right. So just be safe out here in these streets, man. That's all I got to say. Um, As far as the weekender would go for me, uh, I definitely want to double up on what you said. But one thing, uh, we talked about Black Friday and Cyber Monday and shit earlier. For all those out there who are people of color, man, buy black. Buy black. Facts. 
if you already know you're going out there clothing shopping, doing certain things, whatever, it won't hurt you to hit up a black merchant that you know or, you know, scroll through whether there's a lot of different shops, whether it's on, on IG or, you know, different places. Check them out. There's there's nothing wrong with buying black and supporting the community. Uh, that's what I did for my Black Friday. I definitely shopped at uh shout out to at Yacht Club on uh Instagram. That's at Y A T C L U B Yacht Club. Um I bought some stuff for uh my brother and sister there to uh rock. I already own a few sweatshirts myself. When you buy Balenciaga, when you buy, you know, Versace, when you buy hell, even, you know, Ralph Lauren or other things like that, you're just a drop in the bucket to them. But for an up and coming designer or somebody with a company that's a small business, you're changing their life. Yeah, I don't, I don't get into that. That all them, all them fucking big brands, y'all gotta, y'all gotta understand them shit's not made for us. I'm gonna just leave it as that. They're not made for us, and they're not made by us. Um, like I said, you're dropping a bucket to everybody else, but to to somebody like Yacht Club or um, shout out to Wounded Denim. That's another group that uh, I f with, and I'm actually trying to get uh, a podcast episode with uh, my dog another, John soon. Another thing is too is that um, I know you know the one of the biggest stigmas with black businesses is the motherfuckers is rude. Yes, I understand that. You know. In the black community, black business community, they lack customer service. But God damn it, give them a chance, man. All right? Balenciaga is 100 years ahead. Right. And and even even Not with the whole dealing with rude thing, dealing with rude people thing, you don't got to do that when you're shopping online. There it is. It won't hurt you. There it is. So, uh, but like I said, shout out to Yacht Club, shout out to Wounded Denim, and any uh, black businesses out there, any black business owners, you know, if you are trying to get a highlighted on uh, the episodes i'm gonna start doing a segment at the end where i just you know shout out quick businesses and stuff like that if you offer if you offer good services we will check your shit out by the way if you if your shit whack i'm not doing it but for those of you who are actually out there doing good business and trying to live your dreams out man you deserve the support and i think we should all support each other so let's get it in but i go by the name of reggie days bo knows and this has been seven days yeah. Later days. For real, look, look, you gotta know I want you. I'm trying to be better than nigga making calls. This gun tucked in my letterman. Jack it up, pack it up on this motherfucking avenue. You know what I had to do was selling a pack of two. The money was all there. Wasn't the fortune. Tennis talking evictions. She stepping all on our doorstep. So I hit the corner, hustling up for Jordans. 